0: The Dating While Adulting podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwildadulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So, with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Thank you all for coming back, first and foremost. I know, and the reason I'm saying that I know is because on the very last episode, I sat, said that I was going to start doing these things more frequently. And after I say that, it takes me two weeks to put out another one, but I still stand on what I said. <laughs> oh, I am going to start doing these more frequently. Um, so I know I'm sorry. And This is not one of those, I'm sorry if you're offended, or I'm sorry if you had a bad reaction to something I said or did or anything like that. As a matter of fact, now that I'm thinking about it, that should be like the topic for, that should be an episode topic. Like, what in the world happened to people's inability to apologize like in a sincere way? It's always, I'm sorry if I offended you, or I'm sorry, what you want me to do, or something like that. It's funny. Now, that's just in everyday life. Now, I will say this though apologies have always been an issue in relationships, but not usually in the real world outside of relationships. It's funny how going back to relationships, women have been known to apologize by like not necessarily saying sorry, but wearing something sexy or doing some sexy things to to and for their dudes, if you know what I mean, as a way to apologize. And like a lot of guys often do, they forget about the issue after the sexy thing has been done or worn or whatever. And, you know, you get back to regular life. Now, me, I'm kind of petty, so <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not turning down sex. That's that's for damn sure. But the next day or whenever after the sex is over or whatever thing that she's done to try to like avoid apologizing is over with, I'm still mad the next day or whenever waiting for my official apology. But again, that's just me. And that's just me being negative. I mean, not negative, but being petty. But anyway, well, is it negative? I guess it is negative. Petty is negative. Yeah. Never heard anybody say, say that being petty is a positive thing. So anyway, but with that said, speaking of positivity, that's where I want to start this episode because i want to like keep a positive vibe going or start a positive vibe or something like that, <laughs> at least for the first part of this episode. I was watching CNBC, like I do, the other day, and they mentioned that already in the year 2022 of our Lord, even with three months still to go, because I guess people aren't really getting married in the winter, but, you know, there have been more weddings this year since 1984. That made me happy, and that also made me feel encouraged. Like, being in love is still in style. It's still a thing. People still do it. And while I'm not the most traditional person, as you will know from listening to a lot of these podcast episodes, still, the tradition of falling in love and getting married still appeals to me. And that will happen to me one day, even as I continue to get older. Anyway. Now... This isn't my being negative, but it's worth pointing out that the numbers are a little skewed because of COVID. And I'm sure some of you all pretty much figured that out. And also there was no breakdown in the article that I read and from what I saw on CNBC about, you know, how that breaks down with regard to age or race or things like that. So there are some questions that might That one might ask that might distract from the positivity, but for the purpose of what we're doing, and that's trying to stay positive, you know, why get in the weeds? You know, really, what is ever, what good has ever really come from getting in the weeds? You know, a lot of snakes in the weeds. You know, I tell you what, my backyard when I don't go, when I don't cut the grass for a minute, it's never that high, but still, you know. Would snakes be around there. Yeah, I've come across quite not quite a few, but a few. And what am, I, what am I? What am I talking about? The point is, let's stick to the positive. And instead of like looking into the details of this, let's stay on the, at the thirty thousand foot level and just enjoy and rejoice in how people are finding love, regardless. I'm for it. I'm with it. I'm with it. And yeah. And the positive thing. Yeah. That's the positive thing. And despite some people constantly talking about how, you know, the genders hate each other and all of that stuff and how the genders don't get along and how men don't like women and women don't like men. We might love each other and all of that stuff. Nah, People are falling in love and they're getting married and and who would talk, spend so much time talking about all that men hating women and women hating men stuff anyway. You know, why would somebody do that? (laughs) Anyway, also, since I'm on this positive tip and I'm talking about marriage, you know, usually I talk about divorce at the end of the show and death and all that stuff, but Todd Bridges, um, he got married a few weeks ago. And for people that don't know, Todd Bridges, he's the one that played Willis on Different Strokes back in like the 80s or something like that with Arnold, what you talking about? Willis, he was Willis. For people that didn't watch that show, you should go back and watch. Well, I shouldn't encourage you to watch that show. Whatever. If you watched it, cool. If you didn't, cool. Whatever. But it's interesting because everybody on that show, at least all of the child actors, whether it was um, Todd Bridges or the little girl that played his um, adopted sister. Actually, he was adopted, but the woman that played his sister, Dana, I forget her name. And it's not worth looking up. But she had trouble. And obviously the actor that played Arnold, I cannot remember his name right now. Um, He had trouble and both of them have passed. And so it was a lot of heartbreak for the child stars on that show. And Todd Willis, Todd Bridges, wasn't spared of that. As a matter of fact, you know, since that show ended, like like the woman, Dana and Arnold, whoever they were on the show. Todd Bridges' life was a bit of a struggle. And because I'm on this positive tip, at least for now, I won't really spend any time going into all the struggles and all of that stuff. If you're really interested in that, you can Google all that he went through, but it was a lot. He definitely can say that he had a life and it wasn't the most positive after that show ended. Now, with that said another positive thing about todd getting married to his lovely bride was that todd what <clears throat> well, is that todd bridges is 57 years old so that's another reason for those that fall into the into the demographic of this podcast to be encouraged 50 year old 57 year old man getting married and you know statistics say that the older you get the harder it is to find love and get married but not for todd bridges it seems like Todd Bridges is immune and Jada Pinkett Smith's mother is immune. They are two older people who seem to have no trouble in the marriage department. So shout out to both of them. Jada Pinkett Smith's mother has been married four times. So A, something must be working. and She's had her own struggles that you can also Google. Yeah. Anyway, but also I will say that um, they have both been open about their struggles um in their past, Todd Bridges and Jada Pinkett Smith's mother, whose name I also can't remember. I can't remember anybody's name today, and I just don't want to spend the time looking it up, even though my keyboard is right here, right in front of me. And I could just Google it with no problems. But that's the cool thing about this day and age that we live in. And I feel bad for people at this age that aren't truly taking full advantage of the technology that we have in front of us, because it's so convenient just to tell people to go Google something. Boy, I tell you what, I'm not letting these kids out here like get all these technological advances and pass me up. No, I'm right there with them. I'm loving. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. But the point I was making, the positive thing about Todd Bridges in this context is that Yeah, he's older. He fits the demographic of this podcast. It gives the old heads hope, all of you old heads. And notice that I excluded myself from that old head comment because I am not an old head. I am not 57. I am a lot younger. I am a lot closer to my prime. As a matter of fact, I'm in my prime. So positivity, love, marriage, older love, older marriage. I'm here for it. I'm excited, and I look forward to being a part of it. Now, for people that have listened to this podcast for an extended period of time, you should know that it's not that simple because in these episodes, they usually end with talk about divorce or talk about death. So as positive as these these episodes can be, Sometimes they can take a turn. So let's take that turn. But I want you all to still remember the positivity that we, we didn't even start the show with positivity. Well, the positivity that we talked about in the middle of the show, because it started off with me, like missing my deadlines to record episodes. So that wasn't positive. But then anyway, there was some positive stuff in this. So take from it what you will. So with that said since these podcasts usually end with divorce and death let's get to the end of the podcast and I said these things would be shorter and here we go. A couple of divorces that were really interesting to me for different reasons and you know for people that don't that haven't listened like I said before sometimes these end with divorce but specifically I talk about divorces that have happened for long divorces by couples that have been married for a long period of time and i often wonder and i always say this on these episodes i don't understand if you've been married for 20 years why you just can't figure it out after being with someone for 20 years you should know everything about what makes them tick you're older you're more experienced you're more mature you should be willing to bend a little bit more in your older age than you might've been in your younger age. So those things that might've annoyed you, you should have built calluses to that and they shouldn't annoy you at this point. But as you all know, from listening to these podcast episodes, that is obviously not the case because I'm constantly talking about couples that have been married for 20 plus years and they're getting divorced. So the first divorce I want to talk about is Marjorie Taylor Greene. No. This one is this one is really interesting to me. Because Marjorie's husband filed for divorce. And for people that don't know Marjorie, she's a congressman here in the United States, and she represents part of the state of Georgia. She is very, very pro-Donald Trump, and she espouses all of his weird theories and election fraud and everything, all of his many views, and she's taking that to the next level. I think she's even beyond Donald Trump in the things that she espouses and the things that she claims to believe in, whether she does or whether she just says these things just to get views or whatever. Who knows? But a lot of people would describe a lot of our views as just being plain nuts. And a lot of people would describe her as just being plain nuts. And this isn't me making some kind of political statement one way or another. Even people in her own party have described her as such. So don't put that on me. Don't talk about me being this politically or that politically. Hey, you got to call a spade a spade. And regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, hey, there's enough craziness to go around. But. It's funny because, excuse me, it's funny because after 27 years, her husband was just like, yo, I can't take this mess anymore. And while usually, yeah, like I said earlier, I talk about people divorcing after 20 years, I wonder why they just couldn't work it out. I already said that, but I think it's worth repeating, especially after 27 years. I just can't get past that. That's why I keep bringing it up over and over again maybe it was a case of marjorie getting some fame i mean she obviously wasn't known i mean she doesn't represent like the her little district in georgia isn't the most populous pop or anything like that it's just a small territory in the state so nobody else no other state representative is known to that degree and now she's nationally known because of her views and things like that so maybe her husband was just like yo this fame is this fame has gotten to your head and i just cannot deal with the craziness anymore I don't know, because when she was running, when she first ran for Congress, she had she was obviously conservative and she had extreme conservative views, which played to her base. But like I alluded to earlier, when I talked about how she followed Donald Trump and kind of took it to the next level, you know, she went beyond just having conservative principles to just kind of just crazy. Oh, well, it is what it is, so. Good luck to them. Whatever. Another divorce I want to talk about hasn't happened in tr- it. This couple, they weren't married for 20 years, but it's interesting to me because of the previous marriage. Basically, I'm talking about Mackenzie Scott. Mackenzie um, Scott. Me and Reggie actually talked about her back when Reggie was actually doing these podcast episodes regularly. Um, and the reason that we talked about her in the past is because she is the ex-wife of Amazon founder J- Jeff Bezos. And she divorced him a couple years ago and she got half of Amazon's empire in the divorce settlement. So- I think now, I think she's worth like 30 something billion dollars. That's what she got from it. And at the time, me and Reggie were talking about how, I think we were talking about, well, I don't think. We were talking about how some women, you know, you you get there for a half a second, you you're married for a half a second and one half. Whereas Mackenzie Scott, she had been with Jeff since the beginning of Amazon. So if anybody ever deserved half, She did, and she got it. So she got what she deserved. And a year later, or soon after getting divorced from Jeff, she wound up being engaged again. And she was engaged to actually a school teacher, a science teacher, which me and Reggie thought was cool at the time, you know. And we thought it was commendable at the time. The fact that, you know, they both were able to see past just the obvious money stuff. Yeah, so that was cool. Billionaire marrying science teacher, pretty woman or in this case pretty man or handsome man, whatever you want to call it. It was it was interesting and yeah, it warmed our hearts. Well, that was then. <laughs> because a year after the marriage, they're getting divorced. She's filed for divorce from him. So, obviously this leads to a lot of questions that one could ask and a lot of opinions, thoughts that people might have and from a woman's perspective i can see them saying that the husband whose name is dan jewett um was intimidated by her wealth and as such he couldn't handle a woman with all that money and power and there might be something to that and i can hear some men coming up with the thought that well maybe Mackenzie, she flaunted her money in his face um with constant with constant subtle or not so subtle reminders that she was the breadwinner, who knows? And honestly, I've seen it play out both ways, not in this relationship, obviously, but I personally know guys that have met women that were making more than them who couldn't handle that. It was a shock to their ego. And that speaks to how men really need to define what makes them a man or makes us men the fact that you would be offended by your woman making more money now 33 billion dollars that's not just making more money but if those guys were intimidated by their women making tens of thousands of dollars more i can only imagine how intimidating it might be for someone who is intimidatable um <laughs> how intimidating it would be for that person to be with someone who has multiple billions of dollars or even $1 billion or even a million dollars. So that was interesting. I've personally seen that. And I've personally seen relationships where the minute an argument happens, the woman is making reference to the money that he doesn't have. And so obviously if somebody's throwing it in your face and they're calling you broke, which seems to be a common thing amongst a lot of people on these like celebrity housewife shows and all of that stuff. Yeah. You're going to take that negatively, whether you have the best self-esteem or not, that is not cool. It's not cool. So who knows which side it was. Um, and it's hard to gauge because in McKenzie's last marriage to Jeff, Jeff wound up with someone else. And it is largely believed that that's what led to their divorce. So it wasn't like she was a raging bitch or anything like that. So who knows? Um, Yeah, I wouldn't compare her to Marjorie Taylor Greene. (laughs) That's for sure. So those were two divorces that were interesting, one for 27 years, one for one year, but the one year had kind of like a caveat to it that made it interesting to mention in this podcast. And, and especially um considering another thing that made it interesting, at least to me, um and fitting for this podcast, was Mackenzie's age, which is, and bear with me, I'm looking that up because unlike the other things that I didn't care to look up, I did really, I am interested in knowing her Lula. I am interested in knowing her age and she's 52. So she also falls into the demographic of this podcast, having, you know, gotten divorced, jumped back into the dating pool, got remarried, and realized that the dating pool isn't all as cracked up to be something that many of us know and have known for years. Regardless of the reason. So those are the two divorces. And like I said, there are usually two reasons that I like to end these podcasts, not like to, but the way these podcasts often end. And the second one involves death. And this won't surprise many of you that are listening to this when I bring up this death, but the rapper Coolio, he died and it was another rapper, um, P.M.B. Rock. He died. He got shot in L.A. But honestly, I don't know who he is, um, even though all life is precious. Yeah, I don't know who he is, so I really can't speak to that except for the fact that he did get shot by some people trying to rob him of his jewelry. But Coolio speaks to the demographic of this podcast. And for people that don't know, um, Coolio, obviously, like I said, a rapper, but his biggest hit was the Gangsta's Paradise. I'm sure people all over the world has, has um has heard of that and he's been eating off of that for decades since. And just another interesting side story the reason that the Coolio death really resonates with me is because when Coolio first came out before Gangsta's Paradise, he had the Fantastic Voyage song and he had a couple other joints that I really liked. So I actually bought his cassette tape. That's how long ago it was. And so me and Gar. You know, people who have followed this podcast for a long time, Gar, he appeared on his podcast. He was on the 99th episode or the 199th, the one before our 100th show or 200th show, depending on the episode number. And he he and I used to go on road trips when we were younger and we pack our clothes, we bring a box of tapes and stuff like that. And we just listen to music as we roll one of the tapes I brought with me was the Coolio's first album, that tape, I brought it with me and we listened to it on the way up there. Um, We remarked on how good the music was that Coolio put out and all of that good stuff. And once we get back home and I'm getting all of my stuff, the one I get everything out of his car. The one thing that's missing though, is my Coolio tape. Now, Garnett, This is a personal thing. Everybody else can kind of like step away for five seconds or so while I just address Garnett personally and individually. God, I know you stole my tape. I know you still have my tape. And God, when I find out that you have my tape, that you took my tape, I'm going to beat your ass. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. Everybody else can come back to the podcast and continue listening. But, God, you know what time it is. You know you took my tape. Coolio tape, crystal box. Okay, anyway, everybody can come back. So that's one reason that Coolio's death resonated with me. Another reason, and it speaks to what I'm constantly talking about on this show, is that Coolio was 59 years old. Coolio had a heart attack at 59 years old. Coolio was too, Coolio was too young to die, you know, and people that listen to this podcast regularly, they know what's coming next. After I talk about these deaths, these premature deaths and you're right it's a lecture, but I'm not really going to do it. I'm not going to lecture anybody. I'm not going to do anything like that. But with that said, We all need to be mindful about our health, especially in the demographic of this podcast. When you get into your forties and fifties, you need to especially be mindful of your health. You need to go to the doctor regularly, not just when something hurts. You need to eat better. We all do. You need to exercise. I'll just leave it at that. See, that wasn't such a bad lecture. I mean, shoot, normally I go in, but no, that's just a, a gentle reminder. To my 40 and 50 year old listeners, that yo, we need to take better care of ourselves. And, you know, I'm all for the body positivity stuff, but come on now. Come on now. Anyway, that's all I'll say about that. And on that note, I will end this episode and you will not have to wait two weeks to hear more from me. So I say now. But yeah, that's it. Reggie, you got something to say to the people as I yo yo? nope reggie doesn't have anything to say as usual he's still going through his social anxiety phase so i so in honor of reggie i and myself thank you all for coming that's all i have to say goodbye